Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. We welcome you one and all to the prayer call this morning. We're glad that you were able to join with us. What a beautiful day that the Lord has made. We rejoice and we are glad in it. We thank God for another opportunity to be better. Amen? The clock around the world is ticking, but we are intentionally up early this morning to pray ye one for another and to hear, thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. We've started the day off right, as Bishop would say, dining, or should I say eating the breakfast of champions. Amen. Let me introduce you to our team that's lined up this morning. My name is Sister Charlene Tuckerson. I am your facilitator, the angel of our house, and first lady are Bishop C. Carl Smith and Pastor Adrian Smith. We bless them in the name of the Lord. We also bless and greet our devotion leader this morning, Minister Rodney Blanchard. Good morning, Minister Rodney. How are you doing today? Good morning, Sister Charlene. It's so wonderful to hear your voice. And good morning to our Bishop, Bishop Smith, and Pastor Adrian. I always honor the first family and to everyone on this first call. I mean, to everyone on this prayer call, it's an honor and privilege to bring the devotion this morning. Amen, amen. Thank you, Minister Rodney. And uh, we want to bless and greet our prayer leader this morning, Sister Yvette Atienza. Sister Yvette, how are you doing this morning? Good morning, Sister Charlene and Minister Rodney. By God's grace, I am doing well. Thank you. Amen, amen. By the grace of God, amen, amen. We are all well. We're speaking wellness. Hallelujah. Well, saints, let's go before God together in prayer in unity where the blessing is commanded. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Father, for this day that you have made where we can come together once again this morning in unity to hear your word, to speak your word in the atmosphere. Father, I pray, dear God, that you bless Minister Blanchard. May your Holy Spirit speak through him this morning. Father, may your Holy Spirit pray through Sister Yvette this morning in the name of Jesus. May every prayer, may every prayer, may every prayer reach the intended recipient in Jesus' name. Father, may every prayer, dear God, that you have purposed reach, dear God, the person, God, that we're sending it to in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, activate the words that we speak. Bring life in the name of Jesus. Father, we know the letter alone killeth, but it is your spirit that brings life. We stand in expectation 
of what we have asked, knowing, dear God, that when we ask in the name of Jesus, that it will be granted unto us. Father, have your way. Satisfy yourself today through us in the name of Jesus. May everything that we do and every word that we speak this morning be sweet unto you. May you be pleased. Jesus, be glorified. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. And we give you the honor. None of us, but all of you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Minister Rodney, we're ready for you. Well, good morning again to all of you on the line. Um, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we ought to rejoice and be glad in it. Um, this morning's subject is the clock of the world is ticking. The lease is about to be up. And our scripture references are found in Revelations 5 and 1 and Jude 1, 18 through 20. And when you get a chance, you can read those for the sake of time. Uh, I'm just going to get right into this devotion. Um, uh, with all the current affairs of this world, um, it's easy to believe that we are experiencing the biblical end times. Uh, wars and rumors of wars, a deadly pandemic, destructive weather patterns such as earthquakes, tsunamis, flooding, tornadoes, fires being set ablaze, mothers against daughters, fathers against sons, neighbors against neighbors, unlawful, unlawful killings, just complete chaos. You turn on any news network, and, and at some point in the segment, you're going to hear about something bad that had happened. And now even on our sports networks, uh, they're reporting deadly incidents where lives are being lost. On social media, people are posting videos of suicides as well as ending the life of others. And with all that going on, Christians can easily come to the conclusion that the clock of the world is ticking and the lease is about to be up. And I hear many saying that the non-believers as well as the believers say, when is the end time coming? And we have been dealing with these tragedies for over 2,000 years and life has continued to go on. These statements really shouldn't surprise us, though. Because Peter says in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 5, that they will say, where is this coming, he promised. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. In other words, people have been predicting the world to end in the last years, thousands of years, and it never has happened, and people and the world keeps ongoing. I could go on and on with the signs of the end time, but this devotion, hear me, is not to discuss with the signs, discuss with you with the signs of the end time. Uh, when you have time, Matthew 
24 outlines these signs, and when you have time, read and study them. In fact, this devotion this morning is not to discuss when Jesus is coming back, because we who study the Bible and believe the Word of God already know that the Bible says in 2 Peter 3 and 10, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief. In fact, Matthew 24 and 36 says, but about that day no man knows, not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself, only the Father knows. Um, my best friend and I, uh, we planned a party. Uh, the only thing is the party started after his parents left to go out of town. We were having a ball. We were having fun. We had everybody over, and, and we got a call. I'm sorry, he got a call from his parents, and they told him, you know what, the plans have changed, and um, we'll be back in about an hour. Uh, but the problem was we just knew and we assumed when they were going to return. We can't assume and we don't know when Jesus Christ is going to return. But this devotion this morning is not about none of that. This devotion is to help us to identify how we can prepare for the second coming of Jesus. And so I asked the Holy Spirit to help me so I, I can give me what can I say in 15 minutes to help the people of God uh, to prepare uh, the word, and the word prepare came to my heart. And when I say us, I mean believers, those of us who believe that Jesus died and that he rose on the third day, those of us who believe that he ascended and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. Now, if you are listening to this devotion and you are not saved and, and you don't believe, and, and I just suggest that you get into a Bible-believing church with a pastor who would teach you the word of God. Uh, but for now, can I encourage the believers? The Holy Spirit, as, as I was writing, said part of preparation is we should live, so, live our lives every morning like I'm coming on that day. We should wake up and live our lives every morning like I'm coming on that day. There is, there's a saying that you have to stay ready so that you don't have to get ready. And once you're warned, you're half saved. The clock of the world is ticking, so in preparation of the end times, here's one thing you need to remember. Live a holy and godly life. Live a holy and godly life. Second Peter 3.11 says, since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives. Peter is saying, at some point, everything is going to go away. Your earthly possessions, your home, your car uh, will be removed, destroyed. Uh, a one a translation says it will melt away. One translation says it will dissolve by fire. Uh, he lets us know in verse 13 
also out of Second Peter that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. He asked a question for us to be prepared for us uh, during perilous and in and the end times. He asked, "What kind of people ought you to be?" He says, "You ought to live a holy and godly life." Notice, Paul tells us not. Notice what Paul says. Paul tells us how to live. He says, uh, it says, a life that is holy and godly, a life that is set apart from sin and from the world and, and from evil. And we can only do this with the power of the Holy Spirit. And a godly life is a life practicing and conforming to the will of God, to reflect the nature of God in our actions. So I'm asking you to challenge yourself. What kind of person have you been? Not only live a holy and godly life, but, but we need to also remember this. In preparation, don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Paul wrote in Timothy, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, he talks about perilous times. But Paul doesn't describe perilous times as the signs of the end times with disasters, wars, and catastrophes. But Paul names about 20 behaviors that believers should not have in prep should have should not, I'm sorry should not have in preparation of the end times. He says lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, uh disobedient to parents, being unthankful. And I could go on and on and on. What Paul is saying is uh, he's saying that the signs of the times won't be seen in a war. They won't be seen in an earthquake, but they will be seen in a person. People of God, in preparation of the end times, don't become one of those who, are fulfilled, who fulfill themselves with the lust of the flesh. But we should be like Paul when he wrote in Galatians 5 and 16, but if we walk in the Spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. One translation says we will not carry out the lust of the flesh. And this is key, people of God. This is key. Not only must we live a holy and a godly life, but watch this. My last point is don't. Be deceived. Don't be deceived. Jude 1, 18 through 20 says, and I like the message, it says, in the last days there will be people who don't take these things serious no more. They treat them like a joke and make a religion of their own whims and lusts. Here it is. These are ones who split the church thinking only of themselves, and there's nothing to them, no sign of the Spirit at all. Um, once, again, Doom mentions the end time, he calls it the last time, but he doesn't mention wars or catastrophes. But in the last days, don't be deceived by people who think, they have good intentions, but in reality, they, want, they will get you caught up in believing what they say, which is different from what God has already told you. 
Look what Ephesians 4 and 14 says, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carry out uh, about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up the, for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned away aside and turned aside to fables. Last-day deception or end-time deception is running prevalent. Whatever you do, make sure that you're not a part of the enemy's desperate attempt to get you to turn away from what your faith is. Study and follow the signs of the end times, but be prepared because preparation, here it is, is key. Remember, don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Live a holy and godly life and please people of God. Do not be deceived. And in my conclusion, I'm going to leave you with this. Matthew 24, 37 and 39. But as the day of Noah were, so also will the son, I'm sorry, as the day of Noah were, so also will the coming of the son of man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, watch this, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. Live your life from this day forward like you believe Christ will come any day, any time, any moment. He pleases. May God bless you and may let us pray. Father, we thank you for everyone on this call. Father, for those who may be listening later and, and, and that they understand the importance of preparation. Father, I pray that we watch and pray for the signs of the end times. But I also pray that we don't be filled with the lust of the flesh. Father, I pray that we live holy and godly lives. Father, I pray that we don't be deceived. Father, I pray that we will live each day not in our will, but we will live in each in the will and your will, God. Father, I pray for those who don't know you in the pardon of the sins. And I declare First Timothy chapter two, verse four, that they will come to the knowledge of the truth. Father, I pray from this day forward that we will stop debating when you return, but we will live each day as a possibility that you can return at any moment, at any time that you wish. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen, amen. What a word. What a word this morning. Part of preparation is living our lives every day as if Jesus is coming today. Amen. Living intentionally. Stay ready. So you don't have to get ready. Live a holy and godly life. 
Father, let us not be deceived, fooling ourselves. Amen. Cause us to live in truth. Thank you, Minister Rodney. Thank you. Now, saints, let's stand together in agreement and believe together in faith with Sister Yvette as she leads us in praying the prayer requests that have been sent in today. Sister Yvette, we're ready for you. Thank you, Sister Charlene. Uh, I want to say good morning to our bishop and Pastor Adrian and to all on the line. Thank you, Minister Rodney, for bringing the word this morning. Hallelujah. So this morning, we're praying for the church, for the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Father, we stand, Lord God, in your presence this morning as a corporate body. And we are praying for your church, O God, your bride. We ask, Lord God, that you will keep us vigilant and watchful in this hour that we live, O God. We thank you, Lord God, that you will let us live in a manner, Lord God, that is pleasing to you. Help us, Lord, to redeem the time. Let us not waste our time to nothing outside of your will, O God. May you find us serving you and excelling in the area of our giftings, producing fruit and results for your glory. Lord God, we ask that when we sin, let us be quick to repent and reconcile with you and with one another so we don't leave, Lord God, an open door for the enemy. Let the church align to your plans, Lord God, and purposes. Let the church experience, Lord God, extreme hunger and thirst for your presence, that we will make it, Lord God, a continual plea before you, that we will not leave any moment of our time without your presence, O God. Increase the level of our awareness to Holy Spirit promptings and dealings, and cause all of our entire being to be sensitive and quick to respond to you, O God. Increase our time of fellowship with you in worship and in prayer. Increase our time of studying and meditating your word. Let us know and experience you deeper in our hearts. Lord God, your love, your mercy, your grace, Lord God, truly, that by your mercy we live. You are our El Rakum, O God. We decree agendas of the enemy will not prevail in the name of Jesus. We decree, Lord God, destructions will not have its way. By the power of the blood of Jesus, we will be far. The church, your body, Lord God, will be far from oppression and depression, it will not prevail. We will finish our race that you have set before us, O God, each one of us, Lord God. Father, we thank you that we will see you in the finish line. You will anoint us, Lord God, with your finishing anointing even now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for the body of Christ, for new destiny church will complete the race. There is no room for quitting, but pursue, Lord God, to the end. 
issues and situations of life that are trying to stop us will be put to shame because God is in total control of it all, O oh God. Lord God, First Corinthians 10.13, we all experience times of testing which is normal for every human being. But God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity, nature, and timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it. And each test is an opportunity to trust Him more. For along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that you that will bring you out of it victoriously. So, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, that victory is ours. It belongs to your church. Lord, Lord, Lord God, we ask that you will let us embrace your completed work on the cross and reinforce it, O oh God. Let us value Jesus' suffering, his blood that was shed to redeem us, and provide wholeness to us, O oh God. You made an open show of the enemy's defeat on the cross. And so, Lord God, regardless of what the enemy brings, let us stay still, focus, and rest in your promises. And let your mighty presence bring us to where we needed to be, O oh God. First Corinthians 15 57 to 58, but we thank God for giving us the victory as conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. So now, beloved ones, stand firm, stable, and enduring. Live your lives with an unshakable confidence. We know that we prosper and excel in every season by serving the Lord because we are assured that our union with the Lord makes our labor, labor productive with fruit that endures. First Thessalonians 5.23 Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless in the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Father, we thank, you for, we thank you this morning, Lord God, for the blood of Jesus covering us constantly day and night we thank you lord god for your protection and angels dispatched to assist us lord god today and forevermore in jesus name we pray amen amen and amen 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 and according to matthews 18 and 19 we agree here on earth is touching with sister yvette so we know that what she has petitioned this morning to father god shall be granted of him Minister Rodney, we want to swing back to you to see if you have anything else that you'd like to share with us. I just want to give back that key word that I know the Holy Spirit gave me, and that is the word prepare. We have to always be in preparation for his coming back, and I'm sure we all will. Amen. 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 Thank you. We appreciate, love, and honor our bishop and first family, we bless them again in the name of the Lord. Please send in your prayer requests. Send them into www.newdestiny.online. From the homepage of the website, click connect. Scroll down to prayer requests and enter your request. We love to pray. We have been called to pray, and we will pray without ceasing. On behalf of Bishop Smith, Pastor Adrian, Minister Rodney, Sister Yvette, and our entire New Destiny family, we thank you.
Thank you for taking the time out to join our call Tuesday through Thursday, 5 a.m., to intercede on behalf of others. Intercessory prayer will be held this Saturday, again, at the Pittsburgh campus at 7 a.m. We will be streaming live, and you may also join us in person on campus. Hope to see you there. Amen. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the word this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I pray that you bless Minister Rodney for pouring into your people. Bless Sister Yvette for praying for your people. Bless every intercessor for standing in the gap this morning. Father, bless every caller as only you can do. Thank you, Father, that you meet their needs. Hallelujah. Father, give each one the strength, God, the strength and the power by your spirit to live in your truth, to live in your truth. And Jesus, you said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man comes into the Father but through me. So we know, Father, that we must live in Jesus, who is hidden in you. And we thank you. Father, by your spirit, may each caller be intentional in reaching others, intentional in bringing others to your saving knowledge, Father. Give each one of us a new hunger, a new hunger for your people to save God, to deliver, to heal, to set free. The clock is ticking. Make us aware, Father, even more so, more so than ever before. You said the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. Cause us to be good laborers in the field, Father. Put the right word in our mouths to compel others to come to Jesus as we lift him up. We lift you up, Jesus. We lift you up, Jesus. Be lifted up in every life that's on this line in the name of Jesus. Be lifted up, dear God, in us, in our families, on our jobs, in our communities, wherever we go, in the marketplace. Be lifted up, God, that men may see your light and be drawn to you, Jesus. Time is running out, Father. Make us keenly aware every day that we must be intentional about your business, Father. Strengthen your people through the storms to stand so that having done all to stand, we stand firm. We stand equipped by your word. We stand in faith believing, knowing that what we proclaim in the atmosphere will come to pass just because you've said it. Father, thank you 
thank you, Father, that you prepare us daily. Prepare us daily, Father, in our hearts, in our minds, in our bodies, so that we are pleasing to you in every area of our lives. That we live holy and godly before you, God. Father, let us not be deceived. Cause us to live in truth, in you, Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Bless your people, Father. Bless your people as only you can do, God. And Father, I seal this prayer with the Holy Spirit of promise. And I declare no backlash, no retaliation in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against your people shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and our righteousness is of you, Lord. And we thank you, and we give you praise, glory, and honor to you because you deserve it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Please open the line for the saints to worship together. Amen. 